0: Another episode of Truth Serum I'm Modupe Wigwe, your host I hope last week was a lovely week for you Even with the COVID-19 and all the upheaval it has brought into our lives You know, it was alarming to see everybody out on the streets Please, as the numbers in Nigeria continues to spike I honestly need to encourage us to stay at home Except for essential outings only (laughs) okay so that's done i'm very excited about today's episode because it's such a message of inspiration but before we go into that let me quickly do a recap of what we did last week and the week before for two weeks now we have been talking about Thinking errors, and we have successfully discussed 12 thinking errors or thinking styles that would usually limit us. 12 thinking errors. So now we have discussed all the 12, and we have looked at the benefits of becoming aware of what our thinking styles or errors are, and then choosing to do something about them. Now we discussed seven tips or ways to manage our thinking errors. And I encourage all of us to do the homework using the seven tips. Remember that change requires commitment. In other words, you need to commit to that change, decide that you really want that change to happen. And then begin to practice because it goes way beyond listening. You have to do. In other words, you have to practice. And you only get better with this practice. Practice, practice, practice. So I hope that you were able to do the homework. If you didn't do it or you haven't done it up till now, please, I encourage you to please go ahead and do it. Today and in this episode, we're going to be talking about depression and suicide. You know, when is suicide an option? When does it become okay for one to take one's own life? Those are some of the things that we're going to be exploring today. In recent times in Nigeria, we have had an increase in depression and suicide. Now, according to the World Health Organization, depression is a common mental disorder. Globally, more than 264 million people of all ages, by the way, will suffer from depression. Now with COVID-19, I'm sure that figure is very likely to increase. Depression is a leading cause of disability. Worldwide, Yes, you heard me right. Depression is a disability. There are effective psychological and pharmacological treatments for moderate and severe depression. In other words, it can be cured or managed so that people can go on to live a full life and be productive. Now, this is a good news that a lot of people do not know and need to know. I will be talking in more detail about depression after we hear the story. Olua Sheon Akisomi is in his 40s and runs the ELO Photo Studios, that's E-L-O, ELO Photo Studios, which he founded himself. He is a photography facilitator in the Daystar Skill Acquisition Project. Sheon has a BSc in Business Administration from Southern Illinois University in the United States. One morning, Sheon sent me a message about his book. I thought the title was strange, so I jokingly asked him about it. Now I have known him for a while, but I certainly did not know the side he shared with me that morning. Isn't it just interesting how we may see people, even know them for years, and yet not fully understand what they've been through or what they could be struggling with even as they sit chatting with us? Just knowing this should make us more tolerant of one another, right? book. Titled, How Not to Live, is a journey into the world of a young man who battled with depression and suicidal thoughts for years. Shio Akisame documents vividly how he was on the brink of suicide in three different, different seasons in his life. The climax of the journey isn't just about his experience in the valley moments, but also about the steps he took to ensure that the second chances he got at life would be maximized to the fullest. In his book, he outlines five of the different healing steps he took that got him in, onto the pathway of recovery. Sheong says he believes that implementing one or more of the steps will result in a turnaround that would enable a person to see the beauty in second chances. Well, it's been 19 years since his last attempt at suicide and he says he has been living life to the fullest even amidst the many trials that still come his way. How not to live, live as in going away, that's what it means, how not to live is a recommended recipe of inspiration and encouragement to anyone who is down, depressed and suicidal. So this is Sharon's story. Take a listen
1: okay so what made me depressed Uh, why was I depressed Uh, sometimes I try to see if there's a difference between depression and suicide and how or whether or not it's possible to be suicidal without depressed but for me it started when I was a teenager as the first of five children I had actually been a very troublesome child Uh, I'm not still sure if I'm still troublesome but I was very troublesome back then And there was something I did, Uh, I broke down my dad's, you know, best car then and he sent me to my uncle and, you know, the way that my uncle disciplined me was very serious and I think it got to a level that I felt unloved. I really felt unloved because the way that uncle disciplined me, sometimes he'll come with a koboko to beat me in advance for something that I was going to do in the future. I mean, who does that? You know, so one day I was just tired of the whole thing, you know, It really got to me and I just visited a chemist, you know, somewhere near K2. That was where the man was staying then and bought like William 5 tablets, I think about 10 tablets or so and just drank. And uh, yeah, I got, you know, paralyzed, but thank God, you know, I didn't go. So that's really what made me, you know, depressed and eventually suicidal. Uh, the fact that I felt unloved by my family. Okay, so how did I know that I was depression? Well, back then I can't say I know, all I know is I was really, really sad. And I figured for someone to get so sad and have no, no other, you know, hope for living, you know, uh, and for someone to consider just taking those tablets that would just end his life. Uh, so it's not as if anyone told me that was depression, but I just, you know, assumed it was. and. <laughs> If if it is not, maybe you can correct me anyways, Uh, but that was what happened. So, who did I talk to uh, about depression? The truth is, I think for a lot of Nigerians, it it wasn't until maybe in recent years, maybe five to ten years ago, that people actually started talking to people. Because back then, you know, if you were supposedly depressed, and you are a child, the average parent would use enough koboko to beat out the depression in you. So I really didn't actually talk to anyone. Really, uh, I think for me, shortly after then was when I started attending a church, and I became, you know, born again as as uh, the real meaning of being born again, you know, means. So for me, you know, that was probably my major turning point. Uh, so I didn't talk to anyone then and in the three attempts that i actually witnessed uh being suicidal i I still didn't really talk to anyone uh probably not until maybe in recent years yeah okay in describing the thoughts that one was you know having it basically came down to you just thinking look i think it's better off if i'm not you know on this earth again i think based on the fact that I've showed my parents so much pepper. It's better, maybe, in fact, they will probably be better off. They will be at peace if I am no more alive. So that was basically what, you know, uh, made me decide that, look, let me just buy, you know, William 5 tablets and just end it all. Uh, Basically, that was it. so for me the thought of suicide like I mentioned earlier first occurred when I was a teenager and at my uncle's place and eventually I used those tablets and I'm not sure how many weeks I spent in the hospital but you know I I was a little paralyzed couldn't walk you know but eventually I recovered the second time it happened I was about six years later when I was in America I had uh, started trading in stocks i was a stock broker my my dad didn't even know then i'm not sure he still knows now anyways i started trading in stocks but the interesting thing was i was trading in stocks with the money that my dad gave me to use to pay my school fees and eventually i lost all the money you know that i was using to trade borrowed money from the bank of edwardsville lost all that money too so i found myself at the you know that was like my second major time that i just said look ah i see the while i don't enter i will see the one chance i have entered let me just you know end it all considering this shame this embarrassment that i'm about to bring to my family so i remember going downtown you know edwardsville where i was schooling then and studying at the edge of a bridge and right underneath the bridge was a train track and i was literally just waiting for a train to you know pass and so that i could jump you know over and just end it all uh but to be very honest with you, I, I can't remember as as at this very moment what made me change my mind but i took my bicycle to that you know bridge and you know just you know changed my mind and i can't remember i i can't say i can't remember if i heard a voice or heard something say my son my son you know but I remember just changing my mind getting on back on my bicycle you know and going back to my to my place that was like the second you know major as now I wouldn't know if that would be considered a suicide attempt but you know that was like that was it for me Uh, so you know I've mentioned how close I came to committing suicide two major times the third time was you know was equally a big one for me when i got arrested eventually after you know my stockbrokering career crashed and i considered suicide then you know i kind of you know rebooted and decided that look let me try again and started another business and that one crashed woefully because I basically didn't have a mentor that would guide me and say, ah, guy, slow down when, you know, no mentor to say, ah, this integrity thing is really key. You need to build character and all that. So I got involved in a transaction that, you know, I failed to fulfill my end of the bargain. Found myself in the police station. And I can remember while, you know, being transferred from one prison to the other, I ended up spending about six months, you know, in prison. But well, that's a story for another book. A book title from prison to photography. But well, it was while being transferred from one of the prison to the other that I literally was contemplating how to just grab the gun from one of the policemen that was, you know, transporting me and just shoot myself. I mean, that that that's that moment will probably be the the last time. That was 2001. The last time I literally would say I contemplated actively you know suicide now i wouldn't be sure by the definition of professionals if that would be considered an attempt but in my own mind <laughs> it was an attempt so a total of three times that you know it was really you know heavy on me and that's it okay so what made me change my mind uh for me the beginning of me changing my mind was when I was in prison in the US. I remember one of the prisons I was transferred to. uh, I eventually rededicated my life back to Christ and while there in prison, I don't know how it happened, but I found myself being a leader of a small Bible fellowship. And I realized that uh, there was something I have that people valued. I realized that there was knowledge that I knew that people needed. I mean, somebody, I remember one American asked me a question. uh Shihun, what, what does it mean in John 3.16 when, you know, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And in my head, while the guy was asking that, in my head, I was shocked that, wait, you mean you don't even know what John 3.16 is? Wow. So, you know, I have this understanding and I can explain to you and that feeling of, being having something that people need i think was the beginning of the turning point for me so i found myself starting you know a bible fellowship while in prison and you know before you know that i was encouraging other people and the height of it for me was when on sunday one of the sundays a man came to preach to us in prison i would have said i love american prisons but (laughs) You know for me it was a turning point anyway this man 60 something years old his message was you know every one of you guys that is here is here because God approved for you to be here that him that is speaking to us he too was once in prison for six years and guess why he was in prison he apparently was in prison for manslaughter he apparently at one point got drunk and was driving his two grandchildren and eventually killed them in an accident and in my head, while sitting down in the congregation, listening to him as a prisoner, I was thinking, this man killed his two grandchildren, for Christ's sake. What have I done? I've not even killed anybody, Oh, There is hope for me now. Ah, if this man can kill his children and eventually repented, God forgave him. His family forgave him. Ah, uh-uh. ah. There is hope for me. So I think that was the beginning point of receiving strength to realize that not only uh, Do I have what people needed, but there's no big crime that I've committed that I was. I should say I want to kill myself. So that was like the beginning turning for me. And then uh in talking about how I know if the thoughts won't come back, the truth is really, I still go through different challenges. You know, some of it you might even know about, you know, especially when you're in a country like Nigeria. I don't know if it's peculiar to this country, but... You know going through you know is going through life as a Nigerian a lot of things are tough enough as it is that it's easy for people to consider, look, let me just kill myself, but there's different uh steps and guidelines that I've unconsciously put in place that I know that is is not an option anymore for me first of all i, I the fact that I'm I'm a father, you know, I'm a husband. There are so many people that look up to me that many of them are even admiring me from my father. Ah, this Mr. Shion that is going through this hell, if he can survive, then I have hope too. That is one of the strongest, you know, uh, motivation for me personally. It might not be for other people, but for me, that is one of the strongest reasons that, you know, keeps me from succumbing to any future thoughts of suicide. Okay, so for me, I think, you know, the perspective that my book uh, will bring to the table is not just, you know, that of somebody that is a doctor or a psychiatrist or a psychologist, because I'm... I've realized that there are apparently many books out there from the medical, the psychological, you know, point of view. And it's important that I note now that, you know, in concluding this whole book, I was deliberate, and this is just a personal, you know, p- you know, opinion and decision. I was deliberate about not uh dwelling the context of my book based mainly on what psychologists think the context of my book is based on what me i did to overcome you know my depression and suicidal tendencies now it's for whoever is going through some of these suicidal you know scenarios to read and decide whichever one he wants to you know choose i'm not saying that you know if you take all these recommendations it will work for you i just believe that if i share what i've been through just like the way I was able to share my experience while in prison and it blessed somebody. I believe that even if it is 1% of the people that are committing suicide that are able to change their mind, it is still something. Because I look at the last time that, you know, I had considered, you know, killing myself, that was 2001. That was approximately 19, in fact, 19 years ago, uh yeah, I was almost, you know, being, been arrested approximately 19 years so much has happened so much beauty yes there's still so many challenges i've been through but so much beauty has blossomed in my life that He's telling my story now somebody that is down is easier for them to relate with somebody that ah so you have been through this whatever before as compared to maybe just a psychologist that is saying you know what you know or maybe a pastor that is saying you know thus say the lord the joy of the lord is your strength you know but from the perspective of somebody that has been through it three times you understand you know so i believe you know going from coming from that perspective i'm more likely to touch more people that are going through it uh and then especially when they read some of what i you know steps that i took and of course many of it you know psychologists and psychiatrists will probably agree and attest to the fact that you know they work at least they've worked for me uh so I, I think that's pretty much how I know, I, I, me, I'm, I'm 100% sure of this, I'm so 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 sure. So coming from the perspective of someone that has been through it, I know this will go a long way in helping many people, it, it may not be every single body. If I realize, for example, that Japan has the highest rates of suicide in the world, now it has become a culture, in fact killing yourself is a thing of honor in Japan. Now my book might not be able to change that culture. But it won't be a bad idea if it, you know, saves the life of one or two people in Japan because we don't know what these people will be in the nearest future. So I believe it will help a lot of people knowing that this person has gone through it for, you know, at least three times. Ah, if you can go through it and 19 years later is telling about his story, me too, I can go through it. Okay, so in talking about where to get the book, uh, we're looking at launching it by the end of this month by by next week, you know, the pre-orders, you know, should go up. But we are doing our best to ensure that it is available online on every single major online store that sells books. Amazon.com being the number one. So, Amazon.com, Apple Store, the e-book and the paperback will be available on all these stores, uh, hopefully from May uh, 31st. Uh, of course, the ebook also will be available in Nigeria. Because of the ongoing pandemic, we're not sure how the print edition will be available in Nigeria, you know, yet. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. But it's basically online. And by the time they probably Google the title of the book, How Not to Live, or on any bookstore online, they should be able to get it. If not, they could just visit, you know, my site, shenwakisomi.com. Uh, either my website or probably send... Also, awesome message on our facebook or social media platforms okay so what do i say to someone who is uh, presently suicidal right now and doesn't have access to my book now one thing i need to probably clarify is uh the goal is not the number one goal is is not to try to make money off of these people in fact one thing i tell people is look if you feel like even calling me no problem whatever i can say or whatever i can do to help i will do but one thing I recommend that has helped me is uh to be deliberate about the people you talk to. Yes, most people that are suicidal have actually made up their mind to to end it all. But if at all, at one point you feel ah, there's something you still need to do, find somebody to talk to. You know, there, there are a lot of therapists and uh psychologists that that could help and it's important many times i i feel that you are talking to somebody that probably doesn't know you and one of the best ways to do that if you can just go on google and just google uh therapist or suicide therapists in if you are in nigeria in nigeria and if you don't have the money you can type free suicide you know therapy and there are so many you know therapists and psychologists you know right now in this year 2020 that we are living in that are out there Uh, being sponsored by many NGOs ready to even offer their services even if it's for the first one or two hours but this bottom line of what me I know is at the end of the day (laughs) things get better you know you you might it's only because you're in this middle in the middle of the ocean that you feel ah man this ocean is so deep you know I'm going to drown but just like I was you know in a once in the river in in america and i actually couldn't swim i didn't know when i found myself in the deep end yes i know many people could have drowned but you know out of nowhere i was able to gasp and shout and then somebody within 10 seconds quickly swam to where i was and grab grabbed me but i think it helped that i shouted okay if you believe that there is If you can do your best to just believe that there is hope and this is coming from someone that has been there, there is hope and things will definitely be better. So first of all, find a therapist to talk to and if you don't know any, you can Google. Second of all, and these are some of the tips I share in my book. Second of all, uh, one of the things I realized, comedy, laughter does so much good to the soul at this point of being suicidal your soul is totally weary okay one of the things that helped me seriously i followed as many comedians on social media platforms as possible i have a list that i mentioned even in the book and listening to them sometimes just one minute joke sometimes i'll laugh 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 till i start crying i am telling you it works Laughter does good like medicine to the soul. So by the time I realize that every single day, just like you eat every day in order to survive, every single day I need to go to this, you know, comedy, whatever. Not dirty comedy, comedy that when you when you hear, you know, there are healthy jokes. Uh, for me, I'm careful about jokes that maybe uh, talks bad about women. No, no, I'm talking about because you need, you know, things that will not, that will be healthy, wholesome. So there are basic, you know, comedians, no good comedians that tell good jokes. If you Google, you know, you you get enough, trust me. Especially on Instagram, especially in this day and age. So finding uh platforms where you can, if it means attending, you know, comedy shows, please do. You need to laugh. Laugh, you know, makes there's a way it just, you know, there's it it changes things. The last thing I'll mention is Uh, and this uh, this is something I also did Uh, you should start listening to inspiring music for me there were a lot of Christian music that I'm not a music person I'm not but I started deliberately paying attention to the music I listen to there are music that you listen to that you feel like dying and trust me there are music that you listen to that you feel like you are in heaven if you google inspiring music on YouTube I'm telling you, it makes a whole lot of difference. I am telling you, but start with, you know, trying to see a therapist and then try to get as many laughing comedians that will lift up your soul. Every, this is every deal, just like you eat three times a day. You know, you need, if we miss watching comedy three times a day, please do. And then, you know, get music. All these are available resources that are at the tip of your fingertips, even if you don't get my book. Okay?
0: Wow. And 19 years of no-suicide attempts will go on to become 30 years, 50 years, 70 years, and more, Shin. Guys, I deliberately did not interrupt or interject, because I wanted you to really feel Shin's story. You know, I'm aware of a couple of families in Nigeria who have lost children to suicide. So this is a topic we need to discuss. It's a topic we need to, we need we just need to talk about it. Especially because this season of uncertainty can become really overwhelming for some and we may have more people thinking It's better to end it all or leave Well, unfortunately, we're out of time today. This show typically runs for 25 minutes So I will have to continue next week Next week, I will be responding to some of the points Sharon raised and also talking about depression in more detail Now if you have any comments or observations you want me to address Please feel free to reach me by text or SMS on 80 3307 That's 80 And if you're reaching me from outside Nigeria, please use the country code plus 234, plus 234, and then 8033 8033- 071834. This is also my number on WhatsApp. Do feel free to share this episode generously. Sharon's details will be available on the show notes. I will see you same time Monday 7am. Life is what we make of it. So decide to have a beautiful week. Stay safe and do take time to do the homework from episode 1 and 2. I'm talking about the 12 thinking errors. Our thinking errors automatically make us more prone to depression. And they also make it more difficult to get out of depression when we're in it. So, do the homework. Bye now, take care, and I'll see you soon.